0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Sorry about that, folks. It's contractual. I have to do it. Hello, everyone, and good (laughs) evening. It is my pleasure to welcome you to the first-ever episode of Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. Wherever you may be, thanks for making us part of your night. This show is all about sports, the games we play, mainly fantasy football, and we'll be sure to throw in our thoughts on the Louisville and Kentucky programs. Now, listeners can reach the show at any time by calling area code 347-324-5404. I'm your host, Scott Atkins, broadcasting live out of Indianapolis, home of the Colts. Now, many of you know me as Team Legacy in the high-stakes world of fantasy football. Tonight and always, I'm joined by our co-host. It's with a great honor I get to present over the waves of the online world, a great friend of mine from good old Brandenburg, Kentucky, Mr. Michael Trent. Mike,
0: we did it, baby. We are live. Unbelievable, but we did it. Live and in color, red and blue, Scott. It's uh, quite a pleasure to be with you. You know, it's funny, uh, talking about, you know, we talked about this on the way uh, to the NFFC draft in Chicago, and I already had goosebumps as to, you know, how we could do this. And when you told me about the uh, blog talk radio, I I was like, what the heck? I mean, is this going to work out? And, uh you know, you made things happen and uh we're ready to get a strong uh fan base with the uh, big blue nation and uh getting things together with uh your Cardinal Nation. And uh we're Planet we're red. just ready to get things going and uh no, 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 paint it blue. But uh you know, just, just to converse with you as as we love to do often, uh and to have the opportunity to encourage others to come online and uh lie with us back and forth. That's, that's what it's all about, to go back and forth. Uh, the insight that, that people have to bring insight into us uh, will make things happen, and it makes it an exciting thing.
1: Well, yeah, it does, Mike. And, uh, well, we've got some action already in the chat room, and uh, we, we encourage people to come on in and stop by and chat with us. But we're going to have just a great time here tonight, folks, for what looks to be about an hour. We encourage anyone to call with questions about your fantasy football lineup this week your survivor pools, your favorite NFL or college team, or heck, at one point in the show, we've been kicking around the idea of asking you for advice who to start on our teams, and yeah. we'll take your calls then as well. But, again, the number is 347-324-5404. We've got just a ton of information we want to cover in this, our first show. But before, before we do that, I just want to touch on what this show is about and, and why, honestly, that we're doing it. It's called Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio. Uh now yep. Mike and I are both from the Louisville area, uh Louisville. Uh when you're born here, you're born either a Kentucky fan or a Louisville fan. It's the two largest universities in the state of Kentucky. Um there's big rivalry games, uh the men's basketball game, uh they call that Mike, Well, uh,
0: obviously, The battle for battle for the bluegrass, baby.
1: Battle for the bluegrass, that's right. The football game uh is huge also as well and and Mike they call that uh Governor's Cup. The Governor's Cup. That's right. Now, to put it lightly, let's just say it's an intense sports rivalry, right, Mike?
0: Yeah. You know what? Um, I mean, it's so huge. You just people outside the state just don't understand. You, you, you just jump at, I mean, it's the knowledge of some is uh, is less. I mean, it, it all boils down <laughs> to this, Scott. You you have to understand being around. The state of Kentucky and the city of Louisville. It's it's one way or the other. You don't root for That's the right. other team if they're you know. For instance, if You've Kentucky that, you is playing, team. if Kentucky is playing another team, uh, you can't root for that other team. I mean, no. you, you root against Kentucky. That's, That's right. Drawn simple. And if uh, if Louisville's playing whoever. Like for tomorrow night, Middle Tennessee, you're going to root for Middle Tennessee. That's, that's just the way it is. And for those that say, well, I'll root for Kentucky when they're not playing Louisville. I don't buy that. I'll root for Louisville when they're not playing Kentucky. I don't buy that. It makes no sense. So, If you're a
1: Cardinal fan, you never root for Kentucky. I'll just say that. But I, I just want to add that Louisville – actually predates Kentucky as far as universities go, okay? I but noticed little, that.
0: Little, I fact, noticed that.
1: Kentucky opened I back in 1865. That. <laughs> Louisville opened back in 1813. Now, just a few things I want to point out for everybody listening that's not from the area, but back in 1983, <sighs> the basketball game that started it all was done. Oh,
0: goodness.
1: The dream game.
0: Yeah, that's right. it, was it was a real dream game. The two yes, teams
1: sir. they met in the Elite Eight that year, and I'll never forget it. I was only eight years old at the time, but my dad, uh, who's with us here tonight, uh, a die-hard Louisville fan, uh, Neil Atkins, he, he had me dressed in red. No, he can't be there. <laughs> he had me dressed in red cardinal T-shirts, the ones where the bird was beating up the cat, and you know yeah. you had uh, you had him <laughs> stomping on the cat and pulling up his tail. I mean, I still have that shirt in the closet. I'm going to have my kids wear it, but. He had me playing in his office, of pool, which, I, which I won in 86, by the way. That's neither here nor there. But the dream game, here you have Joe B. Hall, coach of Kentucky against Denny Crum, fresh off a 1980 national championship win. And <laughs> I guess you could say they flat out hated each other. And there was no love lost between the fans. Uh, you know, some even go far to say Kentucky was scared to play Louisville. Seriously. I've even got the They interview were.
0: I mean, well – uh go ahead.
1: Uh, they wouldn't play go ahead. It, 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 we, won't, we won't we won't. I mean I mean they, that. Yeah, they let's face to, it they,
0: they tanked it. They tanked it against Middle Tennessee the year before, so uh, they, they wanted did. to
1: keep they wanted to keep Little Brother as they call it down and uh but that didn't happen. I'm we, glad we, you we said won that.
0: National, you you wanted titles without Would you me. say what, anyway? Sorry. What'd you say?
1: Little brother. Ah
0: Woo. Baby. All right, keep going.
1: Whatever. Well, whether that's true or not, there were some <laughs> huge names from back in the day, and we're not going to talk about Louisville, Kentucky all night, but but Kenny Skywalker, you had Milt the Iceman Wagner, you had Melvin Turpin, Scooter McCray, Rodney McCray, Lancaster
0: Gordon. Nice <laughs> players. Boy, nice game, players. Way. Keep them going. Uh, wow. Well,
1: you know, I remember that dream game so well. I mean, UK those were
0: nice players there.
1: UK was actually leading by seven at halftime in that game. And with no time left, this was in the Elite Eight, by the way. UK's master, he hit a bucket, he sent it to overtime, he tied it up sixty two all. And uh the overtime, well, you know, that was a different story. Uh, <laughs> it was
0: third
1: unforgettable. Field.
0: Third field. Oh my 14, goodness. It was
1: fourteen unanswered points from the ville. It was all over but the shouting. Kentucky did score done? in the O T until thirty four seconds left. Louisville finished them off with two back-to-back dunks, and Louisville wins eighty-sixty-six, advances to the final four.
0: Are you done? That's enough, Scott. Yeah. Are you done? Let's let's go. <laughs> no, really, it was it was the first dream game. Uh, the only real dream game that uh, that I can remember, uh, because the year before Kentucky lost to middle Tennessee and a lot of fans from both sides were thinking, well, what, Kentucky throw the game or what? Uh, but no, it, it's hurt. It, 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 hurts, but, uh, it's true. Uh, the word hate is not out of line when, you know, when it comes to that game, it was painful walking that school that Monday, but, uh, it's things and events like that, that, uh, we remember fondly. And, uh, whether on the winning or losing side of it, uh, we love it. We love it. That's what it's all about. And for those, since that game, uh, like I said before, they say I root for U of L when they're playing when they're not playing U K, or those that say I root for U K when they're not playing U of L. Well, I personally can't buy it. And uh, like I said, I might trigger a chord, but for real fans, it it just doesn't happen that way. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, can you imagine? When was the last time a Boston Red Sox fan was eating a bow of clam chowder and said, Gee, the Red Sox aren't playing the Yankees today? I sure hope the Yankees pull this one out. Doesn't <laughs> it's Doesn't not happen. gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. We've got a very uh we got a very good fan bases on both sides and uh let's get it back to prominence, uh and the rivalry back to where it needs to be. Because, you know, Scott, it's it's not the way Duke and North Carolina is, and I hate to say this, but Duke, Duke and North Carolina—it's—it's it's the real deal. We need to get Kentucky Louisville back to that prominence, and that's what needs to happen.
1: Well, I'd love to be just a small part of that. That's uh, that's always been uh, what excites me every year—is that uh, the the option that maybe this is the year where Louisville and Kentucky match up again in the NCAA bracket. But look. That's enough about that. This is Red vs. Blue Radio. We have to talk uh, a little bit about Cardinal and uh, Wildcat basketball and athletics, so we're going to talk about it whenever and and, and whenever and however, but uh, again, I'm your host, Scott Atkins, and sitting right beside me over 100 miles away is Michael Trent. Uh, We're hosting our first show tonight, and we're super excited to be here. Uh, A couple of big things happening in the NFL this week, and we want to get right to that, but before we do, uh, we want to give out our number for those listening to contact us. Again, it's uh, area code 347 324 5404. Got some comments in the chat room talking about uh, Louisville's top five prospect that was just signed for next year, one of the top recruiting classes in the country uh, from California, 610 freshmen next year for class of 2009. Uh, looks like they're going to have a, a, a good team of a crop coming in even after Samardo Samuels and uh, Tyreek Jennings and oh man, they're going to be loaded. But let's, uh, who's, a, who's
0: a who's a one, who's a one spot? Who, who's a one guard?
1: Uh, well, we're, we we've talked enough Louisville and Kentucky for right now. Let's let's just go to the uh, who do I start decisions. We've got survivor pool <laughs> plays. We, we don't we don't need to talk about the one guard, okay? We've got we've got one game and we'll we'll do that some other night. But uh, well, survivor pool—it's all gone. Pool. I was trying. Now, Survivor I I Pool with, yeah. I know I talked with my good friend John Wright the other night who's uh he's still alive in a huge national Survivor Pool contest. I think the top prize is like fifty grand. And uh, uh you know, John, you're you're welcome to call in anyone else still alive. You just run down the teams you've used so far and we'll we'll try to give you the best play of the week. But Mike, uh, you know, you've played a lot of these and here's what I've found in Survivor Pools. You're about as close as a pro to, to these as anybody I know. It's like every year you're right there at the end, and, and this year you're still alive in our local survivor pool. It's got a top prize of a thousand dollars or thereabouts. But, Mike, what I yeah. wanted to ask you aren't you a, aren't you a big believer of playing the lock rather than saving the good teams for a rainy day?
0: You know what? A- absolutely, Scott. I've tried every way uh, conceivable, and uh, when I walked in, I walked into a room about fifteen years ago, and they said, uh, "Well, let's play this game." Uh, called pick a team and i was like okay pick a team pick a team to win in the nfl and uh seemed pretty easy to me but uh it's not that easy guys and uh it's uh it's a lot of fun uh but as far as uh playing the lock absolutely you you got to play the lock uh the old cliche is one week at a time, one day at a time. Well, and when you're playing Survivor, you've got to do it. You, you've got to do it that way. Uh, you have a trend game. Uh, like last week, I took, uh, I took New Orleans against Oakland. And I'm uh-huh. thinking, you know, I, I can't stand taking a team against a team that's coming off of a bye. Uh-huh. Well, there was four left coming into this week. One person went out. The one that went out took Washington. Wow. They took St. Louis, who was coming off a of by. Right. So, you know, there's a lot of variables that you got to take into account, and it's not very easy. But uh, you, you, your first instinct is take the biggest spread, but you've got to dig deeper than that. you got to dig deeper than that. But it's been a lot of fun, and uh, I'm just going to keep uh, hanging on in and see what happens. Mike, that's really
1: good insight too because I'm always thinking about the biggest spread and I'm looking at those as, as the as the picks that I'm going to choose and uh, the bye week philosophy there, looking at those teams that have had time uh, to prepare, that's, uh, that's pretty huge. I haven't really thought that through on, on Survivor Pools and maybe that's why I go out every year, but I went out two weeks ago by picking the Packers. I mean, the Atlanta yeah. Packers game. I mean, who would have thought that a rookie quarterback in Matt Ryan would ride into Lambeau and win his first game there? I mean, just killed my In the Lambo, Scott.
0: You, you should have had that game. In the Lambo.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it got out early right off the bat. I said, oh, no. I knew I shouldn't have done it right, at, right after I did it. But I'm in the lead in both hyper leagues, picking winners straight up, so I guess I'm doing something right. But uh, as I look yeah. at teams this week, and Mike, you let me know, but I think the best play this week is likely Pittsburgh. I mean, if you haven't used them yet, uh, they're playing Cincinnati. They're just atrocious. Uh, well, then you've got the Titans playing at KC, which looks to be like a rollover game. Maybe it's a trap game. They talk about trap games all the time. You got the G-Men at home against the Niners. Um, right now, right loss.
0: now, I'm looking. That's hard to figure, Scott. Uh, I I cannot play a team against Cincinnati. Cincinnati plays everybody tight. And uh, I'm just waiting for Cincinnati. Cincinnati to bite somebody in the butt. So, so what? The Jets and uh, maybe. No, I'm looking at the G-man. I, I'm looking at the G-man, and uh, it's you know they should be in good company. They should be fine. And uh, but I, think I can't think of teams might have,
1: I think a lot of teams might have used the G-man already. I mean, I know they were one of my first plays. Uh, you yeah. know, just looking as impressive as they did. I, I think maybe they're they're probably gone. So, I mean, maybe the Titans the case, maybe the Jets at Oakland. I'm thinking is is, is, a, is a play, and, but I, I just don't see the o- Oakland beating Brett Favre right now. I just, I just don't see Jamarcus being able to pull that off with with a new coach. Well, I'm looking, I'm,
0: I'm looking it up right now, and um, I give uh, I give Oakland ever a bit of a chance to beat beat New York. I mean, it's at Oakland, and uh, there's. A lot of things that they can happen. Uh, they're look you know, they spark their team by, you know, firing their coach, which Al Davis he'll fire his wife. So, uh, you know, it doesn't matter when it comes to that. So, things can happen on that end. So, I don't know. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch that Jets Oakland game. Not at all.
1: Well, listeners, again, remember the phone number is 347-324-5404. You can call us up with uh, Survivor Pools. If you're still alive and and, and need us to uh, talk about some options, we'd be happy to help you out with that. Uh, Or if you have some insight into who you think might be a good play this week, feel free to give us a call. Uh, We're going to jump right into uh, the Kentucky and Louisville game breakdowns. Uh, We don't spend a lot of time on this, but, again, um, we want to jump right to the rest. and, And we like to break these games down every week. Uh, and then we'll jump right back into the NFL. Now, Mike, UK is at home this week against Arkansas. Bobby Petrino comes into town, former Louisville coach, former Falcon coach. Uh break the game
0: down for us. What's the line there? Okay, well Scott, what I'm seeing uh right now we're showing UK is an eight point favorite. Uh that's a lot of points and uh but some points uh really need to be made or Kentucky's defense will they ranked number one in scoring defense in the SEC, and that Very includes good. games yeah. against uh, Louisville, number two, Alabama, and uh, South Carolina. There's no doubt that last week hurt losing to South Carolina. Uh, South Carolina, they were a three-point favorite, and uh, I didn't look at it that way. I went to that game, Scott, and it, it was, you know, I'm going off of what, I'm, what I wrote down. Uh, it was demoralizing. They uh, – They looked bad. Uh, The team wasn't there, and the crowd wasn't there, and it was it it was really disappointing. To think that uh, Kentucky fans, it's going to be given to them. It's not that way anymore. But uh, anyway, uh, South Carolina they were able to uh, exploit a you know a soft secondary in the second half and move the ball. So uh, Arkansas comes in uh, right now off a huge win at auburn and there's nothing easy about that sec and uh the fine tailback then, for it, the is michael smith
1: mike isn't heartline a scrub though be honest
0: heartline i'm going to get there it's not good um <laughs> <laughs> it's not good I but uh I know, I know. Michael Smith from uh, Arkansas, he ran for 176 yards on 35 carries against Auburn, and that was nice. But guess what? That's not going to happen against Kentucky's defense. A burning question is, should Randall Cobb be U.K.'s quarterback? No, he should not. Randall Cobb was explosive on both sides of the field the left, the right, the slot, he's got to be in the wide receiver position. Mike Hartline has to be the quarterback. They've got to train the kid. When Mike Hartline, you got to remember this now, guys, Mike Hartline is a sophomore. You compare Mike Hartline to when Andre Woodson was a sophomore at the time. Oh, no. It's about the same. It's about Let's the same. not compare two. You've got to compare the two when they were both sophomores. No question about it.
1: I kind of like that tailback for the Hogs, though.
0: Michael Smith? Michael Smith, he, yeah. hey, 176, 176 yards on 35 carries? <laughs> the kid can run.
1: Right. And that's against SEC. So any, anytime you do that in the SEC, that's impressive.
0: But you know what, Scott? The one thing that uh, really blows my mind that has really just Changed the uh, face of college football. The SEC has changed the Big Ten. The Big Ten used to be smash mouth, nothing to nothing, nothing to nothing. Now it's flipped. The SEC is becoming nothing to nothing, nothing to nothing. The defense is stronger in the SEC. Teams don't score, there are no quarterbacks. I mean, you can name five quarterbacks out of the Big 12. You can name only one out of the SEC, and that's Tebow. Yeah. It's weird how yeah, how it's happened.
1: I'd love to see the SEC match up in the bowl games this year against the Big 12. I'd just love to see and put it to the test. Let's see what's going once and for all. SEC, Big 12, let's stop all the Big 12 and would smoke roll. them. Let's throw the big games out there, and and really, to be honest with you, and, and I'm and I'm just going to be straight up. You, all four BCF games ought to be SEC against Big Twelve. Let's just do it. Let's just put it out there.
0: Uh, you you know that would be interesting. Uh,
1: the Big Twelve, I think.
0: I think we smoke them.
1: Yeah. Too bad. Too bad. Big Ten
0: always has to be in there and Pac Ten as well. But
1: I can't stand. And,
0: you, and, and, to and be it's and, and, well, Scott. One thing. It's good. It's. It's going to be too bad that Ohio State or USC is going to end up being there. <laughs> or Penn State well, or USC.
1: Right. It'll, it'll be USC for sure. And, I, and and let's get back to Kentucky. I can't stand them, and honestly, I can't stand Petrino either after what he did to the Louisville program. I mean, he brought us to the What top did he do? He left us at the altar, oh. and look at us now. We're struggling. I mean, I've never seen a York rise and fall like we've seen here with the Cardinals. I mean, they're just struggling to get back into contention in the Big East, which is very mediocre. And here we were just winning a BCS game. Now, uh, we've, we've got the Louisville game to break down. We actually have a guest caller tonight. Mike, what, what you got?
0: No, no. Keep rolling. Keep rolling. Keep going.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, we've got a guest caller tonight to break down uh, the Louisville game okay. for us. Uh, it's my father. He's actually uh, he's known in fantasy football circles as
2: Doctor Dish. Doctor Dish, you're on the Doctor. Air. The yeah, doctor in there the house. are to tonight. The doctor's in the house. Hey <laughs> there, Mike. What's up, Neil? Uh, not a whole lot, guy. Getting ready for those games tomorrow. Hell yeah. yeah! It's our homecoming down here, and we're entertaining some key prospects we're looking at, and looking forward to that game. It's our last uh, non-conference game down here against uh Pretty good team. Well, they don't have a good record, but Middle Tennessee State, we've played them the last couple of years, and they always play us tough. Yeah, uh, they, they always play us tough. I think they're two and four, think they, Scott? I they were the... Two and four, that's right. Yeah. Um, I we think were, last year, uh, what, what was the final score, 78 to 77? Yeah, we <laughs> we don't have the offense this year. When we, our biggest uh, – we've been starting so slow in these games, just like we did again – well, we never did start in Kentucky. We played good defense. I thought both teams played really good defense that game, but uh, – we need to get a good start. We need to score some points, you know, and it's it's obvious we've got a team that can't kick field goals.
0: But we well, got... let me ask you a question, Neil. Uh, are you a believer in uh, Craig Thorpe?
2: Do you, do you oh, really I think, believe it, in what yeah, he's doing? I think, he, I think he's really going to show this year. Now you got to give good. him time. He's picked up. He picked up a. He got. A, he inherited a bunch from Petrino that everybody thought. Uh, were, I mean there were a lot of troublemakers in that body. <laughs> he had a lot of them going. Right, right. He got anybody arrested this year, But year, uh, <laughs>
1: But you gotta have uh, troublemakers if you're you gotta have troublemakers if you're Louisville. You're not a big time program. You've gotta you've gotta let the troublemakers play
2: ball. We can't Yeah but compete he's trying to build a program. I don't think Petrino <laughs> when Petrino was there he wasn't trying to do that. He was just trying to uh win win. And when he did he won the uh, uh Army Well I'll tell you what, uh you know I, I was telling Scott a stat that I heard about a week ago
0: that uh, Tulsa Mm-hmm. Their average score is fifty, fifty-four points a game or something like that.
2: Yeah, that's and kind of been a trend. All of those, off
0: of Craig Thor's players. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, I think Louisville has a
2: bright future
0: yeah. if they just,
2: he's you kind know, of, it's coming. let in another defensive back issue or defensive coach is uh, from Michigan, Ron English, and I can't give him enough credit. He's made this defense. I mean, last year our defense was pathetic, and this year he's turned it around. Our defense is getting better every game. You're not gonna run. When do you all play Syracuse? Huh? Per me?
0: I said when when do y'all play Syracuse? Yeah, uh,
2: it's a few games. I'm looking, yeah, a I'm looking
0: forward to that one.
2: I'm looking
0: forward to that one.
2: Uh, I hope we. I think we can handle them. Let's see. This would be. A, I know what, who we got coming up first. I mean, well,
1: the Middle Tennessee, the Middle Tennessee State game honestly scares me. They. After that first time we played them, I knew that they. They're a, they're a, they're a program that Louisville signed on with just to give them a couple of games and some big time exposure. And right. this is like this is our third game, uh, third year in a row that we've uh, we've we played these guys. We had a two two home games now in an and a road game. The Blue Raiders. Yeah, they uh, they scare me. Their offense. Um, I'm actually. I mean, once we get to our against the spread games, you're going to find out. I've got this one uh, a little bit closer than the spread, 14.5. But, guys, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're going to hold off on our uh, Louisville uh, prognostication here. We've got a caller uh, from the West Coast, the 559. It's a special guest of ours tonight.
0: Okay, cool. uh, Mike
1: Santos uh, is a, uh, a WCFF veteran, actually, now in his third year. Uh, he's number three overall out of 900 teams in the World Championship of Fantasy Football.
0: Three hundred thousand
1: dollars. Three hundred thousand dollars on the line goes to the top prize this year, uh, and three million dollars if you, by chance, win your online uh, championship league, which he's also five and one, winning uh, that league too. So, Mike's got some real good energy going here. Nineteen and three, his first two years. Mike, how you doing?
3: Good. How are you, Scott?
1: Hey, good to hear from you, my man. What up? Yeah, how's it going wild. down there? Hey, we're uh, this is our first show, Red vs. Blue Sports on Blog Talk Radio. It's uh, nice to have you with us. Uh, yeah, Mike n- nice and to do it. Uh, Mike and Mike and Neil also on the line. What's here. going got, on, uh,
2: Mike? Hey, how are Mike? you guys? <laughs>
0: so, what are we
2: Doing talking great. about? Doing great.
1: Well, we've got a, we've got a full house tonight. Uh, it's nice nice to have you, Mike. We've um we've got uh, he he's been number one in his league points all three years. This is really tough to do, gang. I don't know if you if you've heard about the World Championship of Fantasy Football, but uh, this is the best of the best. These are guys that are putting up two grand of their money uh, just to enter this thing. They fly out to Vegas, they have their draft, and they're broken up into twelve team leagues. And then after thirteen weeks of action, they go into the into the playoffs where it's uh it's it's win or die. It's a four-week race to the championship. Most points wins. And uh, I, ha- I wanted to have Mike on here tonight um, because, man, he's really got a good shot at this thing. Uh, Mike, g- going in, what what draft
4: spot did you have?
3: Well, going in, I had the number three spot. And, uh, you know, I figured LT was the obvious choice. He was going to go there. And, and most drafts, Westbrook went. And, uh, you know, and the, a lot of the crowd out there was saying, you know, Adrian Peterson, number three pick. Well, in the WCFF, the scoring system is the points per reception league, um, I fell in love with Frank Gore. Um, I watched him play on the West Coast. I mean, he's a heck of a back. He runs with authority and catch the ball. And when Mike, Mike Marks went there, I knew they were going to feature him in the passing game. So I passed on Adrian Peterson and Steven Jackson, and I went with Frank Gore there, and uh, I was really high on him. And Good so joy. far, he hasn't disappointed
1: Wow, that's solid. Yeah, you know, hey, I,
3: yeah. Hey, Scott, if you don't mind,
0: I'm gonna jump in. Uh, hey, Mike, yeah. this is Mike. <laughs> uh, w- did you get a steal in uh, round five, six, or seven that, uh, cele- you know, pretty much cele- solidified your team? Or,
3: well, this is how I went. It uh, in the second round, I was I was lucky enough to grab uh, Reggie Bush. He fell all the way back, oh. which I thought was a was oh, wow. a gift in a in a points per reception, and awesome. then. Uh, right. In the fourth round, I was I was sitting there with a decision, and I was one pick away from nabbing Greg Jennings, which I wasn't able to get. But I decided to go with the elite quarterback in Drew Brees, and so far he hasn't disappointed. Nice. Um, he's been the number one quarterback and <laughs> just a consistent <laughs> producer there. And really, I the remember. guy that's really been a really the guy that's been a very good surprise pick for me. And uh, I was pretty high on him. I was able to grab him in the ninth round as Steve Slayton from Houston. Yeah.
2: Yes. Great choice. Yeah. Yep. Seeing him at West Virginia it was great.
0: You know, it's kind of rolling his dice a little bit, but uh, not really because you knew uh, Amon Green was going to be a uh, fragile. So uh, it's kind of, I'm going to take Slayton, and Slayton's going to end up starting for me in week four, four five, whatever, and uh, you went with it. Nice nice call, Mike. Good job.
3: Yeah, he, he really panned out for me. And, and, you know, the key with these um, high stake fantasy football leagues is you want to play the waiver wires, and, uh, you know, you hit it hard. And uh, Lance Moore – um, came about a couple weeks ago, and I jumped on him. And he's given me thrilly, three really big weeks. And, uh, you know, you just got to react fast in these types of leagues. It's such a short season. It's an 11-week regular season. Um, and what I try to do in terms of strategy is get your running backs and receivers filled up and get those guys to catch the ball. And typically I like to wait for quarterbacks, but I could not pass up Drew Brees. He was just an elite quarterback, and they love to throw it down there in New Orleans. Yeah, so take I <laughs>
2: I, I seem got to remember Andy there with, with, with uh Drew remember, Reeves,
1: Mike and Reddy there. Yeah, I seem to remember Mike that uh when you were you were uh, drafting, I got a text message and you were thinking about going Breeze and I was like, Man, I don't think that's the play here. We don't we don't go quarterback early. Usually I'm yeah. very unconventional. And uh you you did that and passed on probably a what a probably a top, top flight wide receiver there.
3: Yeah, and, yeah, and right Banking, there in the fourth. Banking. Go ahead, Scott.
1: Banked on Marvin Harrison is what I was going to say. You, you banked on Marvin Harrison being there and and
3: and holding down your wide receiver two spot, right? Yeah, I uh, I banked on Marvin Harrison sliding back around to the fifth, which he did. Um, you know, he's he's starting to show flashes of his old form, um, which is good for my team. And uh, you know, I just thought that Drew Brees there was the best value. Um, I'm not a big advocate of taking quarterbacks early, but when you can get a top quarterback in the fourth round, I think it's hard to pass up. He's having one of those magical years and. Um, you know, I think what you try to do in fantasy football is you try to take elite players at different positions. Um, you know, whether it be a receiver or a tight end or a running back, it's, it, if you get the elite players they make the difference up. It's 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 all about difference makers and that's what Drew Brees is.
0: Well you nailed so, it, Mike. I, I guarantee it, you nailed it. And uh that kudos to you and uh just uh keep going, keep going throughout the season, uh, you know, I wish the luck. <laughs> Because we're Absolutely. in the NFFC and we're three and three and we're kind of struggling, but uh, we're not done. We're not going to yeah. give up. But uh, keep it going, Mike.
3: I appreciate that, and hopefully I can keep it up and stay in the top overall points and get that grand prize. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for it. I'm, I've got a strong team in the main, and I got a strong team on the online satellite league. So we'll see. We'll see if I can hold it together for a few more weeks.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's really exciting. We actually thought that that uh, that three million might be just a pipe dream, and and you know it probably still is at this point. But I tell you, just to have a chance and and looking as as good as you do, man, it's it's exciting to see. And uh, man, who knows? Maybe we can have you back on if you keep uh, rolling like this, or or anytime you want, just come back on. But uh, I tell you what, if if this goes like continues going on like you've you've done so far, and you finish up strong and and get into the playoffs, man. Frank Gore at
0: three is going to be newsworthy. It's going to be worthy <laughs> and magazines across the country Heck are going yeah. to know why you took Gore at three and passed on some of those guys.
1: So it was a gutsy call, man. Congratulations
3: and, and, and continued success, man. Hey, well, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. And like I always say, you got to go with your gut, not the crowd. you got to go with what you believe in, and that's what I believed in.
1: Thanks, Mike.
3: Good job, Mike. All right, you guys, you, you guys take care. Okay. All right, man,
0: you too. Good
1: luck. Okay, see you guys. What a what a class act there, guys. It's nice to uh, nice to see Mike doing so well. And I'm just going to run real quick the rest of his team for those that didn't get to hear it. Uh, his quarterbacks are Drew Brees and Jason Campbell. Uh, he's got he's got a solid backup there just in case uh, Jason Campbell for whatever re- or just in case Brees does go down. He's got Frank Gore, Reggie Bush, which is an absolute steal at the second round, two ten there, getting that.
0: Uh, Steve Slayton,
1: wow. uh Steve Slayton, hitting on Slayton. Just, he's just, got Fred Jackson, in Ryan year. He's got Deshaun Foster, just in case something happens to Gore, and Pierre Thomas. And then his wide receivers are Jericho Cotry, uh, Marvin Harrison, Lance Moore, solid and strong. He's got Devin Hester. He's got Kevin Curtis waiting in the wings in case he's ready to go. Uh, Antoine randall L. and he picked up Malcolm Floyd this week. He kind of likes Malcolm Floyd to uh, do something while uh, Chambers and
2: Buster Davis are both
0: out. You've got Owen Hey Daniels. Scott, he posts all the right buttons.
2: I I he know, posts I post know. all the
0: right buttons.
2: Those players right. have been pretty injury free too. They haven't been really you know, no injuries in that but you. are right, yeah. Neil. I mean, dead yeah, uh, on. I think that can really take you out of it real quick. You know with the, with the I talked plays. to him before the draft,
1: and he was really high on Owen Daniels. He's taken Owen Daniels. He's got John Carlson as a backup, and uh, you know, just a real solid, uh, put together team. And, and, and he's done. He's done so well over the first couple years. I tell you. Um when we were heading out to Vegas beforehand I, I, I figured I'd pick up a second W or uh Fantasy Football Players Championship. Mm-hmm. Uh we picked up a second team there and uh I was looking for a co manager and I called up Mike and and we just decided to uh go in uh go in partners and I'll tell you, he's uh he's running that team, he's running it uh running extremely well. We've got a a loaded team there and uh, he really
2: knows That's what awesome. he's doing. Yeah, no, he, took a, he Yeah, took he, a, you, a you're right, fun. Neil. I, uh, he he jumped in there, and he took – he's in a point-per-reception league like ours, and he, much like myself, he took uh, running backs that weren't so much running backs, say, up the middle, as much as they were point catching round-type players, you know.
1: Yep. Point-per-reception, and then he's got the Breeze and Lance Moore connection going on, uh,
2: yes, and that's... Marvin
0: Harrison is back to what he well, and, what he was Red in foot. the past. <laughs> that's...
2: That's
0: I mean, he's, he's got a lot going on, so uh, – you know, On the other side of it, uh, you got to remember there's luck involved, and uh, if you don't have any injuries, uh, you're good to go. But
2: I know I was. I mean, he's good. Been been lucky enough to go five and one in our league. I know it was. uh, I've been. I lost. uh,
0: I I am waiting for you, Neil. I am waiting for you. you
2: I've lost (laughs) Anquan Boldt. Hopefully, I'll have him back when you when I play you. But then, uh, I, I, Boston, yeah, I'll bet,
0: bet four hundred and eighty dollars on Dominic I bet, Rose. I thought that was enough.
2: Uh, I <laughs> picked that Amendah uh, oh, or what's the boy that got knocked out for uh, the rookie running back for Pittsburgh, and and the guy went down in front of him. But yet, uh, for about the first oh yeah, days, Mendenhall. Uh, yeah, he he was he was an
0: accident he, waiting to happen. Baltimore's uh,
2: <laughs> put their clobber on him. Boy, they just uh, took him out for the year, you know, and that really I was expecting some big things out of him.
0: You're scoring way too many points. You're winning way too many <laughs> games, Neil.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I've had some surprises in Bernard Berry and I mean, he, I knew he could do it and he's been really uh, producing here lately. Uh here again, I had like I said the the receivers have been able to carry out uh, my running backs aren't that strong, but they've been able to carry uh, what I need. Uh. Well, I've got party, you I know, uh, I mean, I've got a serious question, to ask you guys. Jason now,
0: uh Jason Witten, Jason Witten's good. Jason Witten's good. I don't care if it's uh, Brad Johnson, Tony Romo, or Jessica Simpson. <laughs> Jason Witten's good. I'm a big target. <laughs> big target. <laughs> Jason Witten is fine. I've got a. I, I've got a question.
2: Here. Uh, I'm having a hard time on who to start. With. I'm having that too. What do you got?
0: Melodie Moore or is Parker Willie back Parker? Or? Now. Parker's not going to start, is he? Come on, no, give Parker's, me some feedback, Parker's guys. Not
2: even, Parker's not even going to play. Oh, he's not going to play. I'm, I'm, nice. I don't care
1: I on that. I don't think he's even going to play. But you know what, guys? We've got somebody that might be able to help us with that. Uh, we just had another guest call in today—a special guest, uh, Alex Kaganovsky, uh, the founder of the Fantasy Football Players Championship. He's won a lot of league titles. Uh, I've been cool. with him the last okay. couple years uh, in some is high league stakes <laughs> <laughs> that is that's that's Sanco message uh, message board name. How you doing,
4: Alex? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey. Hey,
0: what's up, Alex?
4: On. Who's there? Who who is that?
0: That's Mike Michael Trent.
4: Michael Michael Trent uh,
1: from Brandenburg, Kentucky. One of the uh, one of my co-managers. Uh, my co-manager actually the last couple of years in the National Fantasy Football Championship. What's oh, up, Mike? He's a uh, co-manager. What's We've also got another another guest on dr dish uh from louisville breaking down some louisville action but alex it's glad to uh, glad to have you man um uh we, we we brought alex on because he's been playing these player props guys and i don't know if you've seen these at your local sports book or if your bookie uh allows the player props but man alex has uh, done really uh really well over the the last couple of years here with these and i thought we'd bring him on and could uh break down a couple of the player props that he's uh that he's playing this week that sound good. So, uh Alex, what you got this week?
4: Well, <clears throat> let's see. Uh usually I play about 20 of these uh a a week. And uh, <laughs> typically <laughs> typically uh I, I try to go about 65-70%, but uh sometimes uh sometimes if I if That's I, pretty I, strong. Yeah, yeah, I, I, last, year, last year, I think my, uh, my year-long winning percentage was about 65 to 70 uh, over the wow, course nice. of the entire year, yeah, playing about 20, 20 props per week, so it's, I've been pretty successful with these. Um, what I got today is, uh, I got about, well, I got 20 of them, I'm only going to cover a few with you guys, so you don't get too bored here, but um,
0: we're good, yeah. sure.
4: What do we got, Scott? Uh, what, what were my strong plays that I? You, had, you had the Steelers.
1: The Steelers and no rushing touchdowns.
4: Well, yeah. Typically, what I do is I look for some, for value, and uh, it's not necessarily. It may not be a play that I think is going to definitely come in as a winner, but it's a play that I think is going to be a value play. For example, last week I had uh, Denver not scoring. A rushing. I'm sorry. Yeah, Denver not scoring a rushing touchdown against Jacksonville, and that wow. play was plus 220, which means if you're betting 100 bucks, you're winning 220 dollars plus your plus your original 100. So this week I found a play. Nice call. Dears- yeah.
0: yeah, and, really I hit yeah that one.
4: and I did hit that one. This week I have uh, no uh, no rushing touchdown for the Steelers. Against the Bengals, and that's plus 275. So that means you're $100, you're winning $275 plus. 275. $275. Yeah. So a play like that, I mean, you you would initially you would think, oh, the Steelers against the Bengals, you know, they're definitely gonna punch one in. And that may be true, and most likely uh, <laughs> they will. But still, right. plus 275, it's a value that you really can't pass. You're looking up. for. Especially, you're especially, looking for
0: value, Alex. Uh, you're definitely looking for value, and I like that.
4: Right, especially you know when you, when you consider the fact that the running backs are all banged up, and, and they really, you know, more Moore is not much of a of a, of a, uh, a power back. I mean, if they're going to score a touchdown, it could probably be uh, Ben rushing it in, running it in. So, well, that's one play. Uh, another play that I really liked. I'm just looking at him right now. Is uh, Clinton Portis rushing under 108 and a half yards, which I thought was ridiculously high, even that though he high. seemed to he seemed to have been uh, averaging over 100 yards this year. But to me, a guy who's uh, questionable on a, on a on the injury list uh, and and a guy who's coming off a big game, 100 where was it 140 something yards rushing. You know, teams right. are going to concentrate on that. You know, teams. The NFL, this is the NFL, so you know, you have a guy running for 140 yards, and, and a guy who's almost leading the league in rushing, or is he leading the league in rushing, Scott? Is he? He he, he may be. I, I know yeah. that. Uh, I Turner. Know I think
0: Turner's still the lead. Yeah,
4: they're all. they the, probably neck and neck. Worst case, they're neck and neck. So you know, a guy like that. I mean, they're going to concentrate. The first thing they're going to they're going to game plan. Cleveland, that is. They're going to say, "Look, we're going to stop this guy, Portis." So when I see a total like 108 and a half yards rushing, I'm taking under.
1: But they're like around okay, well, like 140 yards <laughs> against
0: Cleveland. Yeah. No, well, I tell you what, Cleveland—they uh, played a pretty strong defense against uh, the Giants at New York, or no, that was at Cleveland, wasn't it? Yeah, it was at Cleveland on Monday night. Okay, yeah. well, I mean, they played pretty strong against Brandon Jacobs. I think it's Jake. Jacobs gained seventy three yards and uh, Derek Ward got forty something. Uh, Of course, they would come from behind the whole the whole way. So, uh, Portis under one hundred eight and a half. I can see it. I can see it.
4: Well, again, it's a it's a value play for any running back in the league, even the best running back in the league, to get one hundred eight yards against any NFL team is a. You have a great day. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's again, it's a value play. Uh, this is basically an even money play. It's just the minimum juice, which is in this case uh, 15 cents. So,
0: good um, thing. Okay.
4: Yeah. So that's what I got. I got those two, and for a third one, Scott is Peyton Manning. Will he or will he not throw an interception? And I said no, mm-hmm. he will not throw an interception this week. And I got that's plus not 170. Brother. I got plus 100 wow. That play. 170. Wow. Yeah. So I thought that plus 170? Long. Yeah. Plus
0: 170. Woo! Yeah,
4: I like that one, too. I like that one, too. And, again, I mean, the way I look at this particular play, I don't even care who they're playing. I don't care where he's playing. It doesn't matter. If at it's Green, Bay. Green Bay. Yeah, it doesn't even – I don't even care about that. What I care about is, is Peyton Manning – and he's got a good chance of having a good game and not throwing an interception, and I'm getting 70 cents on top of that. So I'll take that. I'll take those odds every time.
0: Nice value, Alex. And, uh, I mean, that's beautiful, uh, the way you broke it down. Uh, You know, Peyton Manning, they're starting to hit the stride in Indy, so uh, I I love it. Sounds great.
4: Yeah, well, I got 17 more. I'm not going to go through them all, but, you know.
0: Well, Alex, we're
1: actually gonna we're actually gonna track those three picks there. Steelers not scoring a rushing touchdown plus 275. Portis under 108.5 for 115, and Manning not throwing an interception for plus 170. We're gonna we're gonna track those three picks. Hopefully, we have you back on next week and we can get three more and see how you did. Um, Alex is the founder of the Fantasy Football Players Championship. You can visit their website at www.theffpc.com. com. Uh, they have a, uh, an outstanding event, which I'm part of. Uh, went out there and drafted in Vegas, and it was just an absolute blast. They've got some real friend, friendly player rules uh, with a dual flex. You can start two flex, so you can actually start up to four running backs um, and two wide receivers in a week. Or you can actually start up to three tight ends. So the dual flex adds a whole new element to the fantasy football starting lineups. And uh, they've got a neat playoff format. You've got one and a half points per tight end reception. There's a lot of cool rules. Go check them out www.theffpc.com. Uh, Alex, thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate the picks and and good luck with FFPC. All right,
4: don't jinx me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Alex, thanks, Alex. Hey,
0: Alex. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks a lot, man. All right.
4: Thanks. See you guys uh, next week. Okay. Good luck, man. Take
1: care. All right. That was Alex Kaganovsky of awesome the Fantasy uh, Football Players Championship. Nice to have him on. He's really been nailing those. Uh, he posts those every week, actually, on his message board. He'll post his top 20 picks. Uh, you can go check those out and track them. And uh, I'll tell you what, he was deadly last year. And uh, if, my, if my bookie <laughs> would, would take those, okay. man, I would I'd be all over <laughs> man, the... Uh... I have a question
2: for you guys. You know, do you really, I've read a lot here lately. I picked up Sean Alexander this week, I kind of hoping, you know. Uh, he's a backup now for, for uh, Fortis. And, uh, and I'm just wondering, they say he's looking great, you know, and 100%. He says he's 100%. I'm just wondering if he's going to come back in or uh, Possibly, I know he's probably playing for the minimum, but you know, well, here's, threat, here's one thing.
1: Here's one thing you always want to remember about what a player says Selvin Young said he was going to rush for 2,000 yards this year. <laughs> and we drafted him <laughs> in so the, the Fantasy Football Players Championship. Mm-hmm. So you uh, you really want to be careful with what they say, and that really doesn't mean a hill of beans. And I wouldn't trust Sean Alexander that much. I'd have to wait for a Portis injury to really even even consider him worth a roster spot uh, if you, you only got, have 20 got roster spots.
0: But, but here's one thing. you got to understand who you're dealing with right now. It's your dad. Your dad well, is blowing, on that. blowing yeah. it up.
2: Your you? dad got, is tough. Neil, yeah. i got a... Uh, Against some Nailed. relatively easy competition, I think.
0: But You, you are kicking everybody's butt. Well,
2: Real? not really. <laughs> but not. but that, it's going <laughs> to stop. It's going <laughs> to stop, I mean, my brother. That, uh, he always has this touch, man. <laughs> I think I, won. Always... I beat, I beat uh, who was that, uh, Ralphie this week by yeah. uh, a point and a half, you know, so that was kind of sweating it out. on. Dr. On Dish the is going to become
0: game. Dr. Swish.
2: <laughs> hey, let's. Uh, we're running short on time, guys. The time
1: is actually flying by. We've got like 10 minutes left, and we haven't even got to the games, the against the spread. So we're gonna we're gonna roll through the rest. Dad, you you talked a little bit on Louisville, and I'm just gonna keep you on the show here for the rest of the show. Um, but we've got uh, we've got an against the spread contest that we're gonna post our picks. Okay. Uh, we've got five games we're breaking down. We've got Louisville uh, against Middle Tennessee State. Louisville's a 14 and a half point favorite. Uh, I'm going with Middle Tennessee State here. Uh, Losing by 14, actually. I think they're going to keep it close within 7-14, to 14, and, and, and I think mm. Middle Tennessee State will probably cover. Uh, Mike, what do you have in this one?
0: Well, I got Louisville. I got Louisville uh, minus the fourteen and a half. Uh i, I see a breakout game again. Uh, I think that uh, Craig Thorpe has something to prove. I think, uh, you know, I mean, the whole offense, I mean, they've got something to prove, and they – and the bottom line comes down to defense. And Louisville's yeah. defense is better than what people say. So, yes. I mean, I see it being, uh, you know, a 20-10 game, something like
1: that. 20-10, okay. And, and, Dad, you picked also, I saw on your picks, you took, uh, you took Louisville. Um, uh-huh. Rachel, actually, uh, Rachel's one of our other fans of uh, Louisville and Kentucky. She's a big Kentucky fan. She took Louisville in that game as well. So we've got four yep. of us playing this uh, against the spread contest this year for sure. Uh, game two is Arkansas and Kentucky. Kentucky a seven-and-a-half point favorite. The over-under is 44 in that game. Kentucky, they lost Dickie Lyons for the year, right?
2: Yes.
1: Really oh. don't have any yep. quarterback to to speak of. And you got Petrino coming to town. Um,
2: He's 4-0 against I
1: don't Kentucky. know. 4-0 against Kentucky. I'm going with Kentucky actually to cover this game. Uh, I don't. Uh, I think Kentucky's defense is for real. Uh, they've got some offensive woes, but I think you can count on Kentucky defense to at least score a touchdown and probably a couple extra field goals, probably another offensive touchdown like they did last week, getting in close and putting Where does the end. touchdown come from? <laughs> they've got some got a competition. competition. Where does the
0: touchdown come from? It's got to come from the ground game. It doesn't happen. Kentucky wins this game. They win that field goal. I take Arkansas wow. and the points.
1: Okay. Neil, you took Arkansas on the points, and Rachel, she actually took Kentucky. We've got those picks. Yep. I think you're uh, going to see game. a lot
2: of gimmick plays from uh, Bobby Pedrino. Uh, Bobby
1: game three, we have New Orleans at Carolina. This is another intriguing game that we decided to play. Uh, the Saints are three and three on the year. That division is absolutely brutal. Carolina is at oh, the top man. at four oh. and two. Carolina minus three at home. The over under forty and a half. Um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and and play New Orleans on this one. Just I have a good feeling about the hmm. team. they they this is this is a game where, you know, Jake Delhomme should put up some big numbers. But I'm but I'm looking for New Orleans to just keep on rolling. They've got a lot of good momentum. Mike, what are you going
2: got? to put up points? They're gonna put up points. I mean, uh not Go ahead, Neil. I don't I don't think they don't you run like the all so much. Yes, I like I like uh I i going to Carolina at home because they're coming off a loss. Carolina. Not playing that bad, they just come off a loss. They got clobbered, I mean, what I said it, in the last game it really surprised me last week. But I think they're gonna show up this week and they've got a awfully tough line with the defensive line. Well,
0: I'm 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 going Carolina also. Uh they're gonna run, run, run until they have so much yeah, fun, 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 fun. They are going to run the ball until they're blue in the face. Carolina wins this game easy, yeah, give up yeah, the totally three. So
2: I saw a Stewart, a new, the rookie sensation or they're hoping to be at, uh, Jonathan Stewart, and he's a little dinged up. So R-
0: Reggie Bush,
2: uh, he'll get ten carries and maybe two
0: receptions. That's about it's it. A real,
1: it's a real close game, and honestly, guys, I, th- I just think three points is too many. I think this is going to be a field goal game. You've got both uh, potent passing offenses, both rushing. It's going to be a nail-biter. It's a division game, so it's not going to be a blowout. It's going to be a close game, so let, give me give me the team with getting any points at all, and I'll take New Orleans in that one. Game four, we've got Indianapolis at Green Bay. Indy coming to town after some amazing wins. Indy is a no one-and-a-half-one favorite. One and a half. No one brainer. One favorite.
0: No-brainer. No brainer. Indy is back on track. Indy is back on track. I don't care. I don't care if you got Dominic Rose. I don't care if you have Neil Atkins. I don't care if you have Chad Atkins. I don't care if you have Mike Trent. You got Reggie Wayne. You got Marvin Harrison, and you got Peyton Manning. He is feeling it. They are back on track. Take Indy minus one and a half.
1: Yep, and I and I think all of us uh, yeah, besides Rachel actually, Rachel so. took Green Bay. Dad, Neil, you took Indy, uh, and, and so Rachel's the lone one uh, sticking out uh, sticking out there with Green Bay.
2: I think Indy's uh, going to make the run now.
1: Game five I think they put Denver. the first loss
2: on Tennessee too.
1: Game five is the Monday night game, Denver at New England. Uh, Wow. The Pats are a three-point favorite. The over-under is 48, so they expect some points to be scored. They actually – you've got to think that these teams are going to pass a lot, pass a lot, pass a lot. Uh, You've got rushing yards. There's no defense on either side of the ball. It's rushing, passing. Uh, I can't imagine the Pats being in any bigger of a mess than they actually are right now. I'm going to take Denver in, uh, in New England, in Foxborough, to kill the hopes and dreams
0: of uh, all the Patriots fans mm-hmm. out there. It may
2: well do that like that. It may very well be that. I'm going to take the Broncos. Mike, who you got? Uh, I like
0: New England. Uh, I like New England. They're going to – Castle's going to come alive. And, uh, you know, how can you go against Belichick at home? You cannot do that.
2: Uh, they're going to win that
0: game. They're going to win that game, and uh, I'll see them win them by seven uh, because Denver – what, two weeks ago, would they put up 10, 16 points? Wasn't much. They'll stop cover. They'll stop cover. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Pittman, they'll stop Pittman or whoever's going to run run them back. They'll stop him. Uh, I like New England minus three.
1: Yep. And, and Neal's also got the Patriots uh, yeah. as I'm well. I'm going to
2: go with him. I'm looking for a game out. Maybe Castle could get the ball of Moss this game, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully.
1: Again, it's one of those games though that Denver has actually uh, been the better team this year, uh, even though their defense is a little I Love so their perfect.
0: offense. I love their offense. Well, but, uh, I the, the I we're kind of across the board here on the, all these picks, aren't we?
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's looking good. I'm, I'm glad we'll have this against the spread contest. Uh, this this contest we're going to have is going to is going to be for uh, all the bragging rights gang, and 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 you've really got. Uh, I've only got one thing to say about it. Championship.
0: <laughs>
1: yep, there you go. Oh God. <laughs> We've got uh, we've got the against the spread contest out of the way, Mike. We didn't even have time for our NFFC team uh, break out. I mean, we had some other big news this week. We had Roy Williams head to Dallas for a first rounder, a third, and a sixth. Is he a starter without Romo right now, or is Creighton the sneaky play this
0: week? No, I think uh, I think uh, Creighton. You got to play him. I think you got to play Creighton. am not playing? So... Yeah, playing the you got to play Creighton instead of Roy Williams right now. We hmm. also
1: had uh, also last week. Peyton destroyed the Ravens. Marvin went for two scores on my bench. I put in Ted Ginn with a great matchup last week, and it was an absolute brutal call. I had to go. What the heck ever
0: happened to Ted Ginn?
1: I couldn't stand it. I don't even want to. I don't even want to mention the name. What happened
0: to him, Scott? I mean, I mean, I'm serious. What happened to this to guy? Him? He's falling off the face of is, the earth.
1: His two words. It's Chad Pennington. He cannot hit a wide receiver if he if his life depended on him. He can hit uh, <laughs> Ronnie Brown all day.
2: He yeah, can hit Anthony
1: Fasano and David Martin. He cannot hit those wide receivers, and, and that's just all there is. He's got Greg Cameron. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Kind of real right quick, up. real quick.
0: Ronnie Brown or Steve Slayton.
2: Who do I start? You cannot. Ronnie you Brown. cannot
1: bench. You cannot bench Steve Slayton right now. Yeah, there, there's just no way to there's no way to bench Steve Slayton with with as good as he's uh, Neil, as good as he's Neil, played. what do you
0: say? What do you say? We got Coburn. Let's go. What do you say?
1: Well, you've also got to look at the matchup though too. The Texans play the Lions. I mean, oh yeah, you, you, you can't. And you've got Miami. You have got uh, yeah. Ronnie Brown up against
0: the. Miami's against Baltimore.
1: Yeah, you can't. You, you, you got to watch that. Probably, so uh, probably. I'd, well, I'd go with Slayton. I'd guys, we're out of time this week. Tough. It was a pleasure I'd, having everybody on. Neil, thanks for coming now? on. Okay. Mike, thanks for being here. We're going to come back next week. We might have That's to go 13. an hour and a half next week. I tell you, we, we just didn't have enough time to get through everything, so uh, this is Red vs. Blue, Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio. We'll see you next week.
0: Go Big Blue! Go Big
2: red.
1: guys, appreciate everybody being here we had Alex Kaganovsky, we had Mike Santos, uh, Michael Trent uh, with our co-host, Neil stop by to break down some mobile action it was a real pleasure having everybody on hope to uh, come back next week and uh, do it all again, thanks for joining us, Red vs. Blue, Sports Talk Radio